All right, everybody, I am back. This is the conclusion of Podcaster Month. I've been having on some of the pod family, and we're going to conclude with, with, a, with a man who should go without introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. He's been on every podcast but mine. <laughs> well, now, now we can't say that. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to just erase this. That's so you can keep the streak going. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Zach Deuce. Zach Deuce, how are Let's you go. doing? Not bad, good sir. Not bad at all. You know, I'm I'm looking at uh, as I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at you right now. For those of you listening, this is currently audio only. You can keep your video up; it's fine. Okay. Uh, but uh, but uh, the thing is, just I'm just letting the people know that what I'm about to make reference to, which is. I'm looking at uh, looking simultaneously at Zach right now, and I'm also looking at the top of his Twitter page, and uh, I'm seeing uh, 75 podcasts that he's uh, currently. <laughs> 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 you know, I think he's actually on six podcasts while he's on my podcast right now, which is amazing. I don't know how you do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't have enough time in the world. I mean, the trick is. Not never to have your own podcast, just be a professional guest. And then you have all the fun and none of the responsibility. And you tell me this now, almost eight <laughs> years in. <laughs> I, I would have told you eight years ago had I know I've only been involved with podcasting for, for a year just because uh, I got sucked into it by friends. And it mm. it's so much fun. I wish I had been doing this a long time ago. Yeah, but now what, then when you it's amazing how this has turned into what it's turned into. Obviously, the the. Uh, cost of entry is uh, a negative five dollars uh, at this point because <laughs> mm-hmm. we essentially nowadays everybody uh obviously use use equipment i use equipment but you know if you really think about it some places you can just use your phone and and uh the various other things but you actually as we know are a radio broadcaster i am i am that's my uh, we'll call it profession because uh, I don't know what I'd do if I actually had a, a real job, but I've been doing that. I actually got involved with that um, in high school, and I, I loved it. I just started as a, a board op, the person who pressed the button for like local uh, sports games, Red Sox, football, everything like that. And then it progressed from there through college. That's where I actually started playing music and fell in love with it even more. And now I do that uh you know, five days a week and occasionally on weekends when when we go out and do live events. No, hold it a second. We ha- I, I do this with someone once they come on the first time because I love I am fascinated by origin stories. Now, Ooh, you okay. know, when people when people do anything in the arts, radio, television, this, that podcasting, whatever. I'm curious what because it's such a weird thing to do. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of us. Right. But when you look at mm-hmm. the general public, there's not a lot of us. <laughs> you know, it just looks like there are. So we're a different type of uh, broadcasters or a different breed, I should say. Yeah. What in the <laughs> different blue breed hell... was, was the word. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. What in the blue heck got you into because you said you were doing it. You you get you do it in college, but you had already had years of, of doing it already. Bored up. What made you decide you wanted to be on the other side of the microphone? Because I know people that will work the board and they wouldn't even. They might chop the microphone in half so they don't accidentally get on. The microphone. <laughs> so, yep. So why? What, why did you decide to become a broadcaster? When did that start? That started well back back in high school. I did a little bit of uh, theater drama. 
and I enjoyed it. It, w- it wasn't anything uh, major. And then when I, I got to college, I already had a little bit of uh, the board hopping experience in radio, but I went and um, did some acting classes. And when I got to college, I went, wow, these people are far more talented than I am. I can't sing, which they're going to make me do. So um, I guess I'm not going to pursue drama. Uh, and I got more involved with, with radio. Also, while in high school, I worked at a, uh, a small, uh, we'll say attraction. It's not necessarily a theme park, but it's an attraction up here in, in New Hampshire. And I would be a tour guide. I would entertain the tourists. We had scripts that we would uh, you know, say, we would memorize as we brought people through different houses or whatever it may be. And I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed interacting with people whether they be local or they're tourists just coming to the area. I had a lot of fun doing that. And with radio, I, I got a taste for that while just playing music. It was, it was, it's a weird feeling to know that you're a part of somebody's life and you may not even know them, that people tune in for you every day because you're always there and you're entertaining them with the content of the radio, but also your personality that you're always there. And I'll have people come up to me and remind me of something that I said. And I have to scratch my head and go, did I tell them this or did I talk about it? Because I don't know how you know that about me. I believe me. I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you're you a um, comedian. So you use a lot of life lessons and, and everything that you're out there talking in, in front of people. Yeah, and, and with, with the other podcast, the original podcast, the one that's going to be eight years old, this one's going to be three. Um, the one that's eight years old, you'd be surprised that, um, oh, oh, you know, you say things and because you do it every day, you do it every day. I, I, I was doing it like two or three times a week at the time. Now, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little different, but um, you forget what you said. Like you were just saying, they come up and some, <laughs> and it's like, say, yeah, um, you just heard it. I said that six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just heard that. I, I said that five years ago. And, uh, of course, you know, you're gracious, but it's like, I, 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 I know I said that, but I don't remember it. I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I don't, <laughs> you know, did that really happen? And the only time I remember is when they, if it's a story of something that actually happened, then I can recount it. But if it was a joke that I added to something, I, I, I don't remember. I, I did that show five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago. Now, when you yeah. were doing, when you're doing radio, this is what I'm curious about. Now, I always ask people this because I know a couple of guys who did radio in my hometown, Philadelphia, and they did music shows. Mm-hmm. But I could tell one guy, I'm not going to use his name because he's still in Philly and I don't want to get him in trouble with his former boss. He didn't even necessarily like the music. He was is like the music was breaking up his flow. He just wanted to talk. And it was like, oh. he was having this great time. Having, and he was having these great interactions with the guests. And this thing, I was like, yeah, ha, 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 ha. All right, here's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to play like so many minutes of music an hour. <laughs> All right, fine. I remember just being a guest and I'm looking at him and, and his voice, he's such a pro. His voice is like, yeah, it is now time for this song. And his face is like, sweet god no (laughs) (laughs) the voice is saying one thing but you can read his soul is being crushed like i gotta introduce van halen again oh i'm looking right across him he goes here's cherry pie (laughs) (laughs) war here's the one song by warrant (laughs) but the people at home man he's really into it uh no he's not into it 
Now, what did you were you a, a straight, uh, you know, just get right to the music? I mean, how, how long were your breaks between not breaks? I guess to me, technically, the music is the break because I listen mm-hmm. to the shows for the person. I can hear the music whenever I want. But when you do you feel like the music was interrupting your flow with the audience or your storytelling? No, not really. Um, with the radio stations I've been on, I have I've never done like a talk format or a morning show or anything mm-hmm. like that, where there is far more talking involved. All the radio stations I've ever been on are very music driven. So mm-hmm. it is always progressing forward. You definitely want to relate to your listener. And so we're if we're talking about something, it is relatable, whether it is a, a local local event or local content, music content with what you're playing personal content was something that happened to me or what I'm looking forward to do. You always find something to relate to them. So I've never felt that the music is interrupting me. I feel like I kind of interrupt the music in a way because, Mm. you know, I don't necessarily view myself as the reason people are tuning in. I think people are tuning in because the station I'm on is a classic rock station Mm. and people like what they grew up with. It's kind of of a nostalgia feel that bring them back. And they like either what they grew up with or what they were listening to that their parents were listening to, whatever it may be. So I'm there to talk and relate, but I don't want to be there and talking for multiple minutes. I certainly can, which has been the great, great thing about podcasting and talking with friends that I haven't seen for a number of years, not just because of the you know current situation of, of the world, but we all live states apart or countries apart, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. So I've never felt like the music is interrupting me. I always feel like I, I don't want to take up too much of these people's time because I know they love listening to music. I, I don't know if they like me. I mean, my mom likes me because she, you know, she tunes in, but yeah, you know, everyone's mom listens, right? Maybe that's, that's not what she DM'd me. She said, I can't <laughs> stand them. Uh, but <laughs> mom, come on, That's not nice. And I was not going to bring you on for saying that. I'm still going to be being sad. That was wrong. No surprise from you, mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you do you, get, do you take a lot of callers on your show on the, on the radio program? Uh, when we do contesting, I mean, we do the days, at least for our station, the days of um, specific request hours. We have them, but anyone can call at any point. I, I typically do an afternoon show. I'm in just because I'm on the air doesn't mean I don't have other things to do. So I'm there all day from a, a nine to five and then usually a little bit later. And if people want to call in, they can call in. I have listeners that just like to call in and chat and th- and they'll I'll talk with them. I love hearing from listeners. And you have a certain number of uh, primary listeners or P1s as they are normally Mm -hmm. called in the radio industry. And you are definitely part of their lives. And they're a part of my life as well, because they're there. And I know they're there. I may not always hear from them, but they will call in and I could go a couple of days without hearing from a certain listener. I could go weeks or months. And then there's people that call not every day, but they do call frequently, whether it's for contesting or it's just because they want to make a request or interact with me which i don't know why they want to but they do sometimes and that is interesting because i know that you know especially like summertime when people are really driving around with the top down or heading out you know uh, where i used to live philly uh heading down to the shore Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, a lot of times it's the baseball announcer or it's or it, like you said, the, the classic rock person, because you already like that stuff. You like those songs for years. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be no time when you listen to a classic rock station where you're going, 
oh, not this one, <laughs> you know, for the most part, because, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, because because to become classic rock literally almost has to have a pretty universal appeal uh, for the most part. And uh, yeah. but, but how do you, what's, what's the difference between uh, how did you feel with, uh, between uh, college radio and, and now? How did that does it feel much different to you? Oh, yeah. Drastically different. College radio was um I mean, it was certainly fun. I, I enjoy my job now. I have a lot of fun with it. College radio was like the Wild West where you could practically do anything, play almost anything, at least in my college radio, where if you had a specialty show, you could play anything within that specialty show. If you want to do a specific country show or, um, or a top whatever show, uh, we had a guy who did an all ska show, a guy who did an all punk show. Um, but for the most part, we had to play 60%, which is new music when it was first released. And then, or 40%, I forget. It was split 60, 40. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, 40, maybe it was 40% new, 60%, whatever you wanted. And that was the basic demo. And you could make and pick and choose whatever you want. We We did have a music director who would get the new music and put it in. And then it would be there for a few months or whatever, and then they'd replace it with something different. Then you could still play that album, but it wasn't new anymore. So you had to filter that to the to the 60%. With terrestrial professional broadcast radio, you do have, you're much more, not limited, but concentrated on your delivery and your focus. Because college radio, you're not, you're you're not really a business. You're not being paid. Mm-hmm. You don't have to continue to operate and pay employees, but in the real world you do. So with a classic rock station, some, some radio stations, a part of the bigger companies may only run with a 400 song playlist and that's it. And that just rotates and you can burn through that. Other radio stations are far broader and they go, over a thousand songs in their playlist. And so it could have a much slower bird. We're kind of in the middle in the seven to 800 range. And some of it are songs that you'll hear every day and a half and some you don't hear for two weeks. So we have a much more broader spec than some radio stations, but it's all still focused to classic rock of music that people will know because if the average person, if they hear stuff that they don't know, they'll turn to, they'll go to a different station. Now, I don't know what this is. Click. And you don't want to lose that because that's a potential business, you know, listener um, going into a, a client's business. You want to keep them because if nobody's listening, the advertisers aren't going to spend money because clearly nobody's going to hear their message. So have you done remotes? Yep, we do. We do live remotes. Everything slowed down um, when the pandemic started because just nobody was doing Why? anything. And a lot. Well, you know, <laughs> there's reasons we're, we're not we don't have to talk about that. But everything for everybody slowed down. Luckily, we we were a small we're a small company. There's two radio stations, the, the classic rock station I'm on. Um, but then I also program a light AC station and I'm not on that station. But um, but we were very lucky to to keep everybody and just continued to broadcast. And for a while, I went about a year without doing a live remote, um, which was, it was very unfortunate. One, because that's that's extra income mm-hmm. to go out and, and do an event, just like you going out and 
being a comedian on stage, mm-hmm. hey, that that's that's a paycheck for you. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, oh, this isn't happening. Yeah, no, it's going to take longer than two weeks. It's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. And um, and this summer was very good. We were out. Business seemed to be doing well, not just for us, but for everybody. So we were out doing remotes and broadcasting and having fun. We have um, we have one coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be the uh, the final uh, fair because everybody loves fairs up in New England. So mm-hmm. uh, it's the final fair up here in New Hampshire. And we'll be out uh, hanging out at that for all three days. But we'll we'll split it up and we'll have the different staff different days. So it'll be a while before the second annual Zach licks the listeners. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one. Let me tell you, was amazing. Um, I didn't feel good for like four days after that, but whoo, it was a good time. I was going to tell you, man, you can't do it. for. You're going to have to wait a while to do the second one. It's a little, I, little yeah. dangerous right now. Just... E- yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I, my One of my favorite desserts was doorknobs and I can't lick any of them now. This is the worst. Now, I got to figure. I got to now. When you started to do, uh, become the guests on these on all these podcasts, because now, I mean, <laughs> I, I I went to your your uh, pod chaser page. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, and and then I, of course I came across the four shows, um, and now that's that's what I wanted to get to. Now, how in the you know because you're doing this, you're doing this. This is your job. This is your career here. You're mm-hmm. doing lots of broadcasting, and then you're popping in. That's like you know, Gordon Ramsay going. You know what? I think I'm going to go into this restaurant and start cooking. But you have your own <laughs> restaurant. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm cooking anyway. I feel so, like cooking over here. I feel like something different. <laughs> so what slide? What, what made you slide into uh, to doing the podcasting? So. Um, Podcasting came up um, with my friends, Jeremy and Mike, who I've known for, I don't know, 13 or 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, met them online. I'm, I'm a geek and a gamer, and I used to play World of Warcraft back in the day. And so met them online, never, never knew them in real life for a number of years, um, then finally did. And, um, and Jeremy, like many people, started the podcast when when the pandemic was starting it was something that he and a lot of people wanted to do but just never had the time or the ability to do it and then all of a sudden you've got all these people staying at home and well what are we going to do well i want to talk to my friends what if we just record it and put it out there and if people listen great but if they don't at least we're getting together and we're having fun and jeremy and mike uh, started it with their uh, Jeremy's very good friend Mark, who I've I've only known since the podcast, but he's a great guy. Mm. He's the typical dad joke sniper. He comes out of nowhere with a dad <laughs> joke. Oh, he's so freaking good! I love him. And uh, and they started just with themselves, and they started having some guests on here and there. And and uh, at one point they invited me on, and I said, "Yeah, sure, I'd love to join you guys." And that's what started that that's actually why I got Twitter was to originally just start promoting the podcast. And from there, I continued to get involved with other friends that, uh, that I knew that had podcasts. Um, my wife's friend, Rick is on F and cultured and that both Neatcast and F and cultured are, um, they're kind of pop culture centered. Mm-hmm. Neatcast does offbeat news, sports, uh, they each have their own segments. Jeremy does news. Mark does sports. Uh, Mike is a big cryptid guy. He loves spooky stuff. So he always talks about spooky stuff. And then they try to do something interactive with the listeners. F and cultured is uh, uh, Rick's friend, Bobby, uh, who, uh, who I still haven't met, 
Um, great guy. Uh, their friend uh, Griff and Rick are, are the typical three that do that. They talk about pop culture and movies and they have a lot of fun. It is definitely not safe for work kind of podcast. Uh, and they just let loose. And so I've been on with them a few times. And then during the course of just listening to podcasts, which I love discovering new podcasts, I came across Podcasters Assemble, which is op- it's like a open public forum kind of podcast. And if you've ever seen I Love the 80s, I Love the 90s shows, it's just like that with a bunch of people submitting audio but it's about a movie hype series and it started years ago with the, the term podcasters assemble. It was with a, a play on Avengers assemble as they were counting down to um, end game mm-hmm. with, with the MCU. And so they knocked out like all the MCU movies in a month. And then from there they've covered uh, star Wars. They did, they, they, they're doing James Bond and now we're going to be doing ghostbusters with, afterlife coming out so that's a fun one where i can just record that on my own and submit the audio and then they'll edit it together although i've been roped into editing this season so i'll actually i will actually not be just having fun and doing none of the work i will be having fun and doing some of the work to help help keep some of the other guys sane that have been editing this stuff for like years so i like to be involved and help out and I some weeks I'll do a podcast. Sometimes I don't. It really depends on who 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 wants to tolerate me. I just have a lot of fun doing it and meeting new people. It, it honestly it reminds me of when I used to do a um, a local music show for the radio station. I don't have the time to do it anymore, so I've I passed it off to one of our part timers. But I mean, I've met so many great people, not just incredible musicians, but just people were awesome, just down to earth, relatable, kind hearted. Some of the best people were, were just independent musicians and podcasting the indie podcast world. The pod family really reminds me of that. Even if they're not indie podcasters, just every podcaster I've ever talked to or guested on. They're so great. I love it. It's a great community. It is very, very. See, that, that's the thing I noticed. Also, we have we we have a very, very similar way of describing certain things. Um, this this being one of them with the podcasting community, because it was really, really interesting how it, 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 people are just not jealous. <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's, just, it's just you know they're actually happy for you, and it's it's a weird thing because. In the comedy world, in the beginning, everybody starts out doing open mic nights and all that kind of stuff. And then, mm-hmm. you know, people start to ascend at the same level. And then some people will take off a little bit. And in the, and it starts off and it's, it's very similar to college basketball where everybody, you know, is doing it for the love of the game because, you know, some people are not going to the NBA. But you still love. And because podcasting as it is now, it's still a baby. I know it's been around for a while, but it's still a baby. And I want it to kind of stay like that. I would love it to just stay like it is now. Where people, when you know, like, like when I see somebody go insane, I'm happy for them. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, get the, I had more <laughs> than him last year, and mm. now, oh hell no, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't get jealous at all, and I, and and I haven't heard anybody that got you know just jealous of me, and I, I really just like that part of it. It's just a, it's a great thing to see, and it's a, like you said, like you were saying, it's it's a great community to be a part of. It's it's a, it's great. And I don't I don't see the numbers, but um, 
sometimes Bobby from FN Culture will say the numbers, you know, in a group chat or, or Jeremy will over at the neat cast of how many downloads we're doing. And we'll see the numbers go up and down. And it, it's always good when you get, you know, a little bump, but you have consistent numbers. And that's the ideal is that you're consistent. Everybody wants to, the dream job is, oh, I will be able to do this one thing that I love and I'll get paid to do it. Luckily, I have that in radio. So my my job, my dream job, I'm I'm set with podcasting. I enjoy. And if it ever leads to something, that's great. Uh, uh, it's not my it's not my focus, but I will gladly always be involved and help help push the um, the podcast I'm involved in. I try to discover more podcasts each and each and every week uh, and try to just build my knowledge and understanding of podcast and content out there but also try to just throw it out there because you never know you know anyone who who writes a review or shares a podcast you may help somebody find their next favorite podcast that whether they're just getting into it or they've got their staple of 10 that they listen to every week and then they're like oh i can i can fit another one in here oh, i really like this one where they're talking about how how much these people hate their job i hate my job too oh it's cathartic this is great whatever it may be yeah, that that's my other part that I really like. I like I like listening to to new podcasts. So I have my staple, and I try to find at least three a week that I've never heard, and then try to write write a review and rate them and share them. Um, if I can do one every day, I've done that before. But if I can get to at least three a week, I'm happy. Dark side, Zach. You know you <laughs> want to do a podcast? Cut it out. It's only a matter of time. Just a matter of time. We already have our claws in you, Zach. <laughs> it you is, but to... I am, <laughs> I, I am helping out. I am doing a um, uh, for podcasters assemble. I am editing the spinoff series where it's called Podcasters Disassembled, mm-hmm. and that's a more traditional podcast, kind of you know, similar to what you do and what I do with Neatcast and F and Cultured, where it's uh, four of us and we talk about a movie that didn't fit into what podcasters assemble talked about. So they, they covered star Wars. They covered the, the Skywalker saga. Uh, our first episode, which I'm editing now, we talked about rogue one because it wasn't part of the overall theme. So those I will be, I guess I, that can be my podcast, but that's like monthly. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I have been roped into it with, I was voluntold to, to do it. So I think I'm already doing it without knowing it. 2023 the launch <laughs> of the zach deuce show it's only oh, a matter of time. So, yeah <laughs> I, can, I can see i can see you now <laughs> i can see you now recording a podcast while you're driving home from the, <laughs> from the radio station <laughs> i've got driving 20, with zach <laughs> i've got 25 minutes i can crank this out right now it's okay <laughs> yeah. we're doing that's about right 25 minutes is just about right which is hilarious yeah. So, so some people go for, I, I like, I like both. I, I mean, I like the short ones that are a good, uh, you know, commute. That's about a half hour, mm-hmm. but I also, sometimes I like the ones that I'm going, all right, 90 minutes. That's a good one because I can have that on while I'm at work, just plugging away with whatever I'm doing, scheduling music or whatever. I got it and I can listen to it and, um, everybody's, but everyone's different. Everyone has a different take of what they want there's no no perfect number or length for a podcast well that's yeah that's the thing i kept trying to tell some of the new people hey man when's the what's the perfect length uh you go until it stops to 10 minutes before it stops being interesting <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Yeah, that's what I tried to tell people. Hey, man, yep. get, if it stops being interesting in 28 minutes, then that's when you stop talking. You know, sometimes it'll be 90 minutes. It doesn't really, it's not a sitcom where you have to, you have to put in 23 minutes plus commercials. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not like that. So, I mean, but if you have to, I mean, you, obviously you're consuming a lot of different ones, but, you know, everybody, well, most people I know tend to have a genre that they like or a style or a type. And so I'm assuming you have one of those. I mean, do you have a genre that you like? That you just dive into because there's always you said you have you, people you, you estimate people have a, a staple of 10 mm-hmm. but if they have a staple of 10 usually seven of them <laughs> are of one, one specific genre yeah mm-hmm. i would say for for me the um my main focus is definitely geek related mm-hmm. and but anything it can be video games it can be movies it can be music um really anything that I guess, and geek is such a broad term by itself, but that that's what all, most of mine fall under. Um, but I've recently f- uh, discovered true crime over the past couple months, and there are really that really has captivated me as well. There's some Uh-oh. really good ones that I like. Not, I'm not getting any ideas. I'm just interested in them. Okay, don't judge me. Uh, well, um, I just want to say right now to the people listening, um, I, I've never actually physically met Zazak. Uh, so I can't uh, I can't testify against him. And I want to let you know, Zach, right now, um, I know how to keep my mouth shut. And uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I got to ask you this now, yeah. you, because that's me, too. I mean, I, I, I tend I've, I've been diving into a lot of stuff on Wondery uh, business mm-hmm. wars and then Dr. Dr. Death and, you know, these kind of things. And uh, I've been getting into the true crime thing myself. And it's amazing how man i was listening to one and i was driving down the street and it was great like, this is very this is captivating I'm, I'm enjoying this i don't like the fact that these things happen obviously mm-hmm. but then this this knucklehead starts getting a little bit too descriptive about what happened to the people i'm going come on man <laughs> i had to hit that skip button to come up and then the gore and they took the hammer and the, okay skip 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 luckily i haven't i have not found any that are that graphic with the gore they give mm. a general i guess overview and stories of what happened um whether you know some of them are are here in america but i really enjoy the ones that are from outside of america mm-hmm. uh one because i i do enjoy hearing about other parts of the world and two most of those accents are very sexy i don't care if it's a woman or a man You've got an accent. I, you have my, I am captivated, uh, whatever you're talking about. So it doesn't matter the content, mm-hmm. but, but luckily, yeah, none of them have been too, too gory. Uh, it's kind of like forensics files. Mm-hmm. I always get concerned when my wife is watching a lot of forensics files going, are you, t- are you taking notes? No, you're just, again, you're just captivated by the story of what happened. At least that's what I tell myself at night is that oh. she's just enjoying the content. Oh, hold on, I just got a DM. Oh, Tell no. him to stand by the window. <laughs> Why am I telling them to stand by the wait a second? Oh boy. There is there is a window behind me. Oh jeez. How is how is how is uh how is the wife and the kid? How are they dealing with um all of this broadcasting buster? Luckily, my wife works in the same industry, separate company. Mm-hmm. So she completely understands the radio 
aspect of it. And we um, we did used to work for the same company for a number of years. And my stations were were purchased by a different uh, a different pr- uh, private company. And we we use each other as a sounding board for venting or ideas or troubleshooting, whatever it may be. So it, that's been very beneficial where you can, not that you want to come home and talk shop, mm-hmm. but it is great when you can come home and you can, when you need to just let everything out. And the other person knows completely and understands a hundred percent. Not that if they didn't, there she didn't, or I didn't, that it wouldn't mean any less, mm-hmm. but it certainly does help that she knows exactly what I mean when I go, I can't believe, you know, that the Q1 came back and we're down three, you know, this many of, of the Q. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to know what that means. Not that we really actually ever say that because that's real boring. It's not like, <laughs> <laughs> not like anything, but uh, but it helps. The kid, um, he's still a little young. He actually just turned three this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So he knows what we do. He, he hears us on the radio. He can now differentiate us from other men and women on radio, mm-hmm. whereas it used to be every man on the radio was daddy and every female was was mommy. Now he'll that's daddy. That's not mommy. That's that is mommy. That's not daddy. Mm-hmm. So he he's uh, he enjoys it. He loves seeing the station vehicles whenever we take them home. He loves them. He has mm-hmm. a lot of fun just crawling all over them. Um, so he he enjoys it. Uh, he doesn't 100 percent understand, but. He seems to accept it. We don't have to change our jobs, which is good. We needed his approval. I mean, <laughs> need to keep the kid happy. Yeah, I, I, it, 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 this is one of the things I was I was joking with uh, uh, last night. I did a I had a Billy D's on the show, uh, another broadcaster, and I one of the jokes I used to do with him all the time is that whenever I have him on the show, that Billy D's and I smooth voice the audience to death. Uh, and I <laughs> yep. think that's happening right. I think we're smooth voicing the audience to death right now. And you told me when you told me that. Uh, just now, your, your wife is in broadcast. I'm just imagining the <laughs> the two broadcasters talking, <laughs> talking to each other at home, back and forth, back. You and know, forth. I understand that you want the butter. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I do want the butter, and I want the butter right now. We'll be back after this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in about five minutes because it doesn't take long. It's a quick commercial break. I can just, I just, just imagine imagining your son. Son, would you like uh, would you like to play with the toys? As a matter of fact, Father, I would like to play with the toys. But as a matter of fact, <laughs> just so properly spoken, I don't Fantastic. know where he learned all this. I was wondering if my teacher would allow me to color more. <laughs> <laughs> we play we played with water paint today. I said I wanted stickers, but water paint was acceptable. It's just it it's it really just a, an interesting thing because I. I a lot of times when when you when the parents are doing something, you know, obviously, even, even at a young age, the child, obviously you said the child picks up on it, the child sees and overhears mm-hmm. and, you know, there's going to come a point in time where Jack Triple is going to want to do, Zach Triple is going to want to do some radio. And yep. uh, <laughs> so, so what do you? What do you, what do you think? What do you, what would you, what would you say to him? He, he's now he's, he's 17 years old. You know, he's done some high school radio. He wants to go to college radio. You give him the thumbs up or the thumbs down. I mean, I know you want to tell him what to do. Obviously he's becoming adult at this point, but mm-hmm. you know, would you, would you be uh, encouraging of it? 
I yeah, I, I would be encouraging of of whatever my son wants to do. I mean, granted, mm. if he wants to be be poor the rest of his life, he can get into radio. Sure. Mm. But we have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's and that's always a joke. Radio doesn't pay well. And it's, you know, you can, you certainly can make a living out of it. Um, but it also depends on what you're doing. If you're on the sales side of things, there's a commission. So the harder you work, the more you can earn. Typically on the programming side, production side you're a set salary. So it doesn't matter how many hours you work, you're, you're making the same amount, unless you go out and do extra events like remote broadcast. But whatever my son wants to do, um, both, both me and my wife will be supporting him, whatever he wants to do with, with his life. You know, he's going to be an adult. And you know that, that's a little ways away. I know that mm-hmm. we keep being told that we're going to blink and then it'll happen. Um, and I get it because the past three years have, have certainly gone by rather, rather quickly. But whatever he wants to, if he wants to get into radio, sure, mm-hmm. more than welcome to. It's a lot of fun. If he wants to stay around here, great. If he wants to go and get out of get out of here and go to a larger market, go ahead. I never had that inkling. I grew up in a very small town. My high school was comprised of four towns and I graduated with 47 kids between those four towns. So I'm used to small town, small market radio. I've never wanted to go anywhere else. I, I like it. He may want to get the hell out of here and go someplace. Go. Whoops. Just got fun DM. Dad, I'm eight. Now you blinked. What the hell is Shit. When did this Stop happen? Blinking. You better get some advising, buddy. I sit down for a podcast and my kid grows, you know, five years. I swear he was in bed when I left. You better put some visine. You blink a couple more times, he's gonna drive there to I join know. the show. He'll be 40. <laughs> He'll do a much better job than me. It'll be great. Now, when I was what was the deal with that uh, horror stories that you were telling on the podcast? Where in the where in the world were those coming from? Are you writing those? Oh gosh, no. Um, so the joke, the joke is, uh, whenever, whenever I've been on Neatcast and I've um, been involved with any of the spooky stuff, that I just live surrounded by cryptids uh, mm-hmm. and just spooky stuff. And the stuff that I told uh, were real experiences that I can't really explain. And some may, some seem to be paranormal. Some seem to be alien-ish. We don't know. Some were just unexplainable of, I don't know what that was, but that there was weird noises or there was something here in the woods with me and I can't really explain what it was. So it was just something that I figured, all right, well, we're telling spooky stories. I've got some that I've experienced throughout my years of growing up and and as an adult, I can share that. So yeah, it wasn't anything that I've written. I'm not that creative. Mm. I'm, I'm not. I I I read liners, you know, on the mm. on the air in between Zeppelin tunes. I'm I'm not that creative, but it's it's it's. I guess I it's my my way of helping mm. <laughs> with content. I guess because uh, I I don't always feel like I'm as funny or as quick witted as some of the other guys when I'm on any of the podcasts. I, I enjoy whatever podcast I'm on, but I always feel that that there are people that fill their roles very well. And I kind of I will fill whatever role I need to. Mm. I'm probably not the best at it, but I'll I'll do my I will do my best to fill the role. Do you listen to any kind of paranormal shows at all? I mean, were you a fan of Art Bell? 
No, uh, I haven't listened to any paranormal shows. Um, there are a couple um, conspiracy podcasts I have been listening to, mm-hmm. and that's where I also enjoy those. I haven't haven't gotten into as many as I have with the true crime, mm-hmm. um, but 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 there's been a couple that I've come across and gone, oh wow, I like their content. I like how it's changing and doing different different topics every week, different weird things that are again unexplained um and those yeah the unexplained is fascinating to me whether it's because i've had weird experiences over the years of unexplained instances and events or it's just the human brain wanting to reach beyond your understanding of life and the world as it is and hoping that there's something else out there i don't know i've always been interested in what else could be and what else is out there now when you when you look out the window are you in the in the big city or the city are you uh out there in the uh is it really dark around the house with trees and it's it's very (laughs) it's very dark around around the house we're technically rural in new hampshire Mm -hmm. where we are we're not super far from everything there are neighbors i can see through the woods with with their lights on at night um i can walk to my one neighbor's house it doesn't take long um we're not super far away from everybody my dad wanted to move where he's a very big outdoorsman Mm. he was he was a full-time guide hunting fishing hiking and he just wanted to go the heck away and be off grid and do his own thing i never was that that kid that wanted to be in the middle of nowhere. Mm. I don't want to be in downtown Boston, but I'm okay not being in the middle of nowhere. And right now, it, you know, you're we're off by ourselves. We got you know between one and two acres of land. You know that that is ours, and you know that that's good for us right now. If we move in the future, yeah, we, we may, but we, we're we're away we're away from the hustle and bustle of the big city. Did you go to the parades? from one of the 45 Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I um I did not go to the parades. I was very happy uh <laughs> during those 45 <laughs> Super Bowl wins. Um uh, but I never attended. Um it was it, it was something that uh yo could I go down there? Uh, do I really want to deal with Boston people? I mean it's <laughs> I, I I love Boston and I hate Boston. I love visiting. I don't want to live there. You know, it's like any city. When I've been to New York, I love going to New York. I don't want to live in New York. Uh, I'm, I, I don't want to do it. I love, I love visiting places. It's a lot of fun, but I like where I live. Well, as a, as a person born and raised in Philadelphia, I really enjoyed you saying slightly negative things about Boston and New York. That was, I would like to know if you could repeat those for me, please. <laughs> um, sure, sure. Uh, hold on. Um, uh, New, New York um, smells, smells really bad and and yankees suck uh and and boston sometimes smells really bad and i can't get from one side to the other without freaking taking the t because you go one direction then oh no your road goes that direction now because they don't know how to build freaking roads boston yes is that that good does that help (laughs) Yes, that's good. Not enough okay. profanity, but yes. Okay. Well, I don't. I, <laughs> it's weird. I, I self-edit myself, but it, mm. I don't. I always do it with radio. But mm. then when I'm not on radio, sometimes I self-edit and sometimes I don't. I can't. Mm. There's no. My brain doesn't work right. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to explain it. 
Yeah, I I know it's like when you have the machine in your head, because I know that if I if I'm doing something and it's on television, I automatic that part of my brain just goes, we're not cursing. And that's it. You know, it just shuts everything down and it just it always just kind of restructures whatever's coming out of my mouth. Someone mm-hmm. will ask me something that I know would lead to something that, you know, <laughs> with the words that were, were actually there. But I just ought there's a machine in there that goes, and oh, we're not going to be cursing for the next seven and a half minutes. Uh, there's no chance of cursing. And then we're going to go with heck and darn. And <laughs> we, stay, we stay in the heck darn where area. So I, I get that. I get that. So every every swear you do is ten thousand dollars for a fine from the FCC. Let's not do that. OK. Let's yeah, there's, there's a there's a literally there's a zero. As soon as I, I just I just default uh, on other people's shows to not even approaching cursing. I just don't mm. even, I, I mean, I'll be honest, but I really don't curse that much to be on in, in real life anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a zero, you know, I, I always re- I react as if my mother's sitting there or my grandmother's, <laughs> you know, sitting there and I'm going, yeah, yep. words that aren't coming out uh, would be those. Because I know, because you have the you have the, the kid running around, you can't be, you know, F-bomb, yeah! Oh, yep, yeah. F- and F and M and- <laughs> Definitely have to, we have certainly changed our amount of, yeah, again, not that we swore a lot around here, mm-hmm. but, eh, you know, every once in a while an, an expletive is, is needed to get a point across or just to describe something. And once you have the kid, you go, all right, well, they're starting to pick up on stuff and we have to adjust accordingly. Still, every once in a while, one may slip out if you hit your head or something and then you're kind of partway through it and then you're then your brain starts to flip through the rolodex going what can i turn this into a fire truck Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know why i said that one but sure thanks buddy here's your fire truck (laughs) i just well that's going to be hilarious when the when the when the the little one goes that way fire truck (laughs) <laughs> just all weird like that it's, yeah it's so weird he's been saying fire truck but weird emphasis on the wrong syllables is really bad <laughs> so sir we just uh, we just heard this, your son say fire truck we know what you meant to say we know we know exactly what curse word you were trying not to say sir we're disgusted cut it out we don't want to hear those disgusting language we don't want to hear that <laughs> we're so writing we're, you a demerit not your son but you oh, that would be that'd be so but so so okay so now we we got the we got the, the we got the radio show we have four podcasts and counting that uh <laughs> that you're working on yeah and um i mean how, it, it, it's just a i'm because i'm looking and you said you said geek before i let you go i gotta find out what you geek out on oh boy um what I geek out on. Well, behind me is is the Starship Enterprise. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see the diagram of that. So I'm a big Star Trek sci-fi, I, I guess I'll say geek. I grew up um, with four television channels. So the Star Trek The Next Generation was like a weekly thing. John Luke Picard. <laughs> of the USS <laughs> Enterprise. And I've just always enjoyed sci-fi. Uh, I enjoy fantasy as as well. I'd rather watch sci-fi and read fantasy. And uh, but I, I got into video games at a very young age because my there we didn't grow up around. I don't know arcades. So if you ever went to an arcade, it was a it was the ways away. And my parents figured out you know we could save money if we just bought them a Nintendo. And we didn't have to drive them anywhere and, and put 
quarters in these machines. So I, I, I started playing video games from a young age and I've always just enjoyed it. So for me, geek culture, geek interests, again, it's a broad term. It can be a multitude of things. And I just enjoy all different aspects, whether it's the music side, the video side, the reading side, the podcasting, talking, interaction Mm -hmm. side. I, I like a lot of it. And I can't think of a specific one that mm-hmm. i am die hard for if oh, i'm i it has to be star trek it can't be star wars no i love star wars as well well it has to be video games well no i, I don't play as many video games anymore i well all right reading well i do have a lot of comic books and art books but uh, i haven't read those in a while well also because you know family and you mm-hmm. know in between podcasting and real job that's when you try to find time to to do all this so I don't know. Long story short, I have no idea. I just kind of use geek as a a label of what my interests are and what I enjoy talking about, which is a a variety of things. There's there's a couple different podcasts that have that have uh, I've been in contact with that have said, "Oh, what do you want to talk about?" And I said, "I don't care. What do you want to talk about? I will I will talk about practically anything, even if it's something that I don't really know." I would love to do a little bit of research on my own and then learn a lot while I'm there talking with you about it. Mm. That's been a lot of fun. And that's very, very, but that's, that sounds very, very similar to asking your spouse where you want to go to eat. What do you want for dinner? Uh, I don't care. You want tacos? No, I don't want tacos. How about pizza? Mm, had that last week. Subs? Mm, too many carbs. Luckily, I don't have to deal with that. My wife is amazing, and we, we don't have the typical tropey kind of conversations like that. It's typically a, what do you want? How about this? Sold. Perfect. Let's go. You know, Typically, between whoever asks a question, the other one will come up with the answer, and it works. That the other person goes, wow, that was a deal. I didn't even think of that. Yes, I want Mexican. Thank you. We will get that tonight. You know, that's an interesting thing because you're dealing with two longtime professional communicators. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like, yep. you, just, you just kind of get to the point immediately. If you've ever seen uh, two writers being married, if you've ever seen you know, two musicians being married and things of that nature, you know, uh, it's just kind of I, I just get a kick out of the fact that you can I've dated a couple comics. Uh, wasn't as smooth as that. Which is why I, uh, I'm not married to them. <laughs> I can I can say without a doubt that I was extremely lucky when when I found her. She says we found each other. No, I I I found her and went, oh, well, this is I well, that that that's something special there. I sh- I would like I would like to get to know her a little bit more. And then there was this whole plan that uh, was was that actually came to fruition where we ended up getting married, which was great. It sounds weird, but there was a plan. And mm-hmm. the, it, it is weird where, you know, ah, work, work relationships never work. Well, we did. Ours did work. Granted, we weren't in the same building when we worked for the same company, but it did work. And you know, I, I definitely have, have been lucky. Uh, I got 
I definitely got pulled up to her level and then hopefully did not drag her down to my level at all. I, I've been extremely lucky. She has been the best thing in my life. And, and we have a kid and he's great for the most part. He's three. So, you know, eh, mm-hmm. he has his moments. Whoops. Wait a minute. She just DM me the word stalker. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> There, well, you know, that that's not there is. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's go down this road since you brought that up. Sure. Let's let's talk about this. So I originally did find my wife before I even knew who she was. Mm-hmm. There was a not even a competing radio station that in our area, but they came to a venue and they were doing a, an event. And I just happened to stop by there and and they were there. And I went, huh, I wonder who these people are. I've never heard of them. And I looked them up and I went, oh, they're from that part of the state. I wonder why they're here. What's their on-air staff like? And I was scrolling through and I happened to see my, my wife uh, at the time uh, with her radio name because a lot of people will use different names and their actual names for being on air. And I went, wow, that's, an, that's a quite attractive female that they have there. Hmm. I wonder if I shall meet her one day and then maybe we'll have a child that's very well spoken. Speaking of water painting. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then years later, her, her company ended up buying my radio stations. And, um, and then I went, Holy crap. This is the girl. The production director here is the girl that was for that station on the air. Wow. That's weird. And uh, so, yeah, I, I inadvertently stalked my wife before knowing her <laughs> just while figuring out why this other radio station was in my area. And I told her that and she was like, Oh, wow. You are a stalker. Hmm, weird. Why did you wait to tell me after we were married? You should have told me earlier. Whoops. Another DM just came in. It says finally the truth. Okay. That's good. Well, she, she, she can curse. <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's, it's, you're welcome, it's, honey. <laughs> it, it's just it's just an interesting thing because uh it's it's weird i've, I've met a lot of a lot of the people i've spoken to podcasters uh uh have found a super great just this awesome spouse that gets it mm-hmm. and, and i wasn't expecting that because i i know how sometimes these things can become labor intensive things that are labors of love also be tend to be labor intensive and uh, sometimes the spouses are like, listen, you already do radio, damn it. That's all you're doing. Pod <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you get to the house and that's it. Because uh, I've uh, I've had that where she's like, listen, you get three open mic nights a week. That's it. And wow. Shut up and get to the house. <laughs> I've heard I, that <laughs> I have I've been in relationships like that. Mm-hmm. And I have witnessed that with other friends and family and relationships like that. Mm-hmm. And again, I have, I'm, I'm extremely lucky. My, not only does my wife understand the job, the main job of radio, mm-hmm. but she understands me being involved with podcasting with, with my friends with the neat cast and through F and culture to now uh, podcasters assemble and then doing, you know, one-off stuff. With, with other you know random guests here or there she gets it and she she likes it because it's it's something that i'm passionate about and i'm going to do something 
and she has her own things like uh, she's she loves playing softball and yeah to, she plays in a completely different part of the state where she works mm-hmm. and when we're each at our jobs we're about an hour away because mm-hmm. we drive two completely different directions from our from our home so on those days i'm driving you know, uh, an hour over to pick up the kid and then 40 minutes back to the house so that she can go play softball and not have to worry about it. But that's awesome because that's her passion and she mm. loves it so much that I want her to go and do that because that makes her happy. Mm. And I get to do that with podcasting. And at least I think she, you know, has that has that feeling maybe mm. she could just be like whatever get in there so i can go watch handmaid's tale i, I don't mm. i don't know that could be what she's doing right now um but she gets it and she's incredibly supportive and i don't let my other passions and interests interfere with family time mm. because we always set we always put that first that we're going to do other ex- extracurricular activities but we're going to still be a family and we're still going to do things together. She's, she's also a wedding DJ. So she's going to go off and and do a wedding this weekend. She loves doing it. It's another form of income. So I get to spend, you know, the weekend with the kid. I'm fine with that. She gets to go, go out and do her thing. We'll hang out here. We'll have a guy's weekend. That'll be great. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Oh no. To say lots more nice things about your wife. One, because she deserves it. And two, because you now know she's very, very proficient with swinging a baseball bat. Oh, yes. That, that, <laughs> that is one of the good things that she's very good at. She, well, one, she is far better at radio than I am. Far better. Like her voice is amazing with her voiceover work. Uh, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. That's where the good looks of our child comes from. Mm-hmm. I have no hair. Uh, this is what I have to work with. My kid got her good genetics, and then I have toes that do this so I can climb trees. So that's what he got from me. Um, she's incredibly caring, devoted, talented. Did I mention that she's beautiful? I probably did, but I'm going to no, say No, you didn't say anything about that yet. Oh. Really? She's gorgeous. Love her. Um, and she's, she's, I think the biggest thing is that she's supportive. Yeah, there we go. Is that 30 seconds? Did I hit all the things? I don't know. I, she was supposed to give me a list. She didn't, or she did. She did oh, give she me a list. I list. forgot it. Hold on. Okay. She just DM'd it. <laughs> she said, say I'm beautiful three more times. Cause I'm, I'm using a bat right now. Oh, Oh, uh, have I mentioned how beautiful my beautiful wife is? So That's... beautiful. Throw another one and just be safe. Oh, God, so gorgeous. There we go. Uh, hold on, DM. Bat is down. Okay, that's good. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, uh, describing your toes, you might want to have your new uh, name be Jack Prehensile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Prehensile. Why don't you think? Do people do that they, because you're Zach? They just throw that J on there because it's more common. Do they do that crap? Because I just sometimes, did that. And I, I normally don't make mistakes like that. Uh, it'll happen because Jack, I don't know. I don't know actually that many Jacks, but, um, but a lot of people, I guess, do it because they mishear what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I also have a slight speech impediment, so that might be what happens sometimes when I, when I talk, I, I have a lot of, I used to have a lot of problems with S's and T's and Z's, mm-hmm. and I still hear it when I listen to myself. Mm-hmm. So 
I hate listening to myself, even with whether it's a commercial or a podcast and I'm enjoying hearing the podcast, I hear myself and I, we're all our biggest critics. So I always hate listening to myself, but that might be part of it. Or people just go as you said, Jack, right? Sure. We'll go. We'll go with that. It's Uh, easier. I'm glad you said that because the the real reason is that uh, for about a half a second, I was an idiot and said the wrong name. Uh, I, <laughs> I am, I am also, I am personally, I am horrible with names mm-hmm. and I will meet somebody and I have to concentrate on learning their name and remembering their name. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to an event and I'm meeting a lot of people, I, I actually, I enjoy it. But for the first like 10 or 15 minutes when I'm meeting people, I am stressing going, I'm going to remember all these people. I got to remember the names. I got to. So when I see them later again, Oh God, I got to remember their name. And that, and, and that happens with the job too. Every once in a while, someone will come up to you and they're talking to you. Like they know you because they've heard you on radio. Mm -hmm. And then I have to think going, are they talking to me because they know me because of radio and they listen or do I know them from radio from meeting them or do I know them from someplace else? I, I don't know. Usually faces I can remember and go, I've definitely met this person may not always remember their name though. I'm horrible with names. I tell you right now, if you ever even think of calling me F Anthony Thomas, I am going to edit this show. So it sounds like you said horrible stuff about your wife. It's going to (laughs) be, No, sir. I will not be doing that. I just don't even make that mistake, damn it, because Mm-mm. I won't forgive it. Good, good thing is it's right here on the screen, so <laughs> I can I can see it. Well, my friend, uh, I just, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you being the person who's the closer for uh, the podcast series. I appreciate it. Um, Tell the people, you know, get, see, uh, tell people where they can find. It. I'm going to link your your uh, your your Twitter because that seems to have all of your stuff on there and your link tree. I'm going to put that on the uh, on the notes anyway. But if there's anything you want the people to know before you go, uh, well, first of all, uh, thank you. Uh, you have, I, I just randomly found you. I think when you were posting on Twitter, going, "Hey, I'm looking for people to come join me. Let me know." And I was I was just thinking, I love talking to people. I'll shoot him a message. Maybe he wants to talk to me. And dude, you have a you have an incredible series going. You have so many interesting people, like just having conversations. Kudos to you. I love what you do. That if I ever do uh, like an actual podcast, I think it would be something similar to what you do, or um, uh, Jeff, who goes under Podcast Father. Mm. He does something where he just he just talks to content creators. That's so much fun. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that you get to talk to of a variety is awesome. So thank you for, for doing what you do. I've had a blast. Um, for, for me, people can tolerate me through, through Twitter or the link tree, because that, that really is just where I try to push people just to listen to whether it is a podcast that I'm on or any independent or not even independent, just, just podcasting if people are interested in it. So through my Twitter or my link tree, that's where I operate, uh, I guess. So if people want to find me, it's under Zach Deuce um, at, through Twitter. And if you check it out, great. If, if you don't, no worries. Just go and listen to a podcast, rate and review. And if you're still listening to this now, thank you.
I, I appreciate you tolerating me. And I want to thank you not, not only for just coming on, but for the kind words. And, uh, you know, if you ever decide to do a show like I'm doing, all I ask that you do is do not become a middle-aged, bald black man when you do your show. <laughs> Uh, that's my that's what I'm doing right now, being a middle aged bald black man. Granted, I'm not technically bald because I shave my head, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I can <laughs> promise you that I can only cap out at two out of the three of those. <laughs> if if anything happens. You never know, man. Elon Musk might come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm okay. Nope, I'm good. I'm fine. I appreciate that though. <laughs> All right, my friend. Much love to you. And thank you very much for sharing your time with me, my brother. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very, very much for listening to another show. All the new listeners that are coming on, I want to thank you for, for coming and hanging out. All the people that have been listening to me for the whole time, once again, much love to you all. The family is growing and I love every last one of you. If you love this show and you did, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast on whatever pod catcher you're playing. 17 stars, please. Okay. <laughs> if you haven't subscribed, make sure that you do and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Okay. Much love to you all. We'll see you again next time. I appreciate you. I love every last one of you. And we're going to have more fun in the future. Thank you. And I'll see you next time, my friends. Take care.